Welcome to Freedom Now with Peter Asanful. Freedom Now is brought to you by the Spirit Life People, a ministry that focuses on teaching you how to live and walk in the Spirit so that you can manifest Christ's freedom in your life. It is our prayer that you shall be transformed as you receive the word from the Lord today. And now, here's your host, Peter Asanful. Amen. God bless you so much. Welcome to another month in the year 2022, the month of February. And let's celebrate the Lord for yet another month in the name of Jesus. The Lord has been good, his faithfulness endured forevermore. It has not been by our mind, it has not been by our power, by the Spirit of the Living God. He has made it possible for us to be alive. Amen. We want to thank him for the month of February. And in this month of February, our theme for the month is sacrifice. Say sacrifice. Oh, say sacrifice. Our theme for the month is sacrifice. 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 It is my prayer that by the time we are done with a series of sacrifice, we shall see something awesome in our life. Amen. Because sacrifice is an important aspect of our faith. If you want to get ready for the Lord's return, you have to understand that sacrifice is so important. You cannot be prepared for Jesus' second coming if you are not sacrificing. Amen. Sacrifice is one of the key things of the kingdom. It's a major key in the kingdom. And every believer must understand that sacrifice cannot be put to the dustbin. We are living in a dispensation and a generation in which many believers don't want to sacrifice. Yet, they want to get so many things from the Lord. And you see, because God is merciful and He's so full of, you know, love, He gives on to pour into us so many great things. When we are not sacrificing, we are not returning that same sacrifice to him. I pray that this month and beyond, you shall discover the treasure in sacrificing. So that you will walk in sacrifice all the days of your life. Amen, somebody. Say, sacrifice is key. Sacrifice is key. Amen. Let's turn our Bibles to Ephesians chapter number 5. I'm going to move straight into the word. Ephesians chapter number 5. I read verse number 1. From verse 1. Ephesians chapter number 5. From verse number 1. Amen. Therefore be imitators of God. As dear children. And walk in love. As Christ also has loved us. And giving himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling aroma. Did you see that? 
Let me take the verse 2 again. And walk in love. As Christ also has loved us. And given himself for us. An offering. And a sacrifice to God. For a sweet smelling aroma. Amen. So the truth is that. What Jesus did on the cross was a sacrifice. He didn't just go to the cross to just die for the sake of dying. What was underlining what he did on the cross was that he was sacrificing. So when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, what you must understand that you have received a sacrificial life. A life that was laid down as an offering and a sacrifice. So don't think that what Jesus did on the cross was something that he just did for fun. He sacrificed his life for sacrifice. Sacrifice is an important aspect of our work with the Father. It is so central. It is so key. Everything about the kingdom is about sacrifice. If you are not willing to sacrifice, then you will not see the glory of God in the way that you ought to see it. Praise the Lord. Sacrifice is so important. And every believer must, it's not should, must understand what it means to sacrifice. And that is why this morning and in this month, please, take as much notes. Write the scriptures down. Pay attention. Get the podcast. Get the videos. Watch it. Listen to it. Study it because it is in your sacrifice that you will enter the next level of your life. It is in your sacrifice that you will get yourself prepared. And when Jesus will show up, even today, you will be ready because you are living a sacrificial life. Amen. We cannot fulfill the will of God if you don't want to be sacrificial. We cannot fulfill the will of God if we cannot be sacrificial amen so we need to understand that sacrifice is key the moment you say i believe in jesus christ he's my lord and savior and i believe in my heart that he is lord i confess with my mouth jesus raised from the dead as soon as you are praying those prayers know that what you are praying you are praying of the one who sacrificed so what's the sacrifice What's a sacrifice? Write it down. What's a sacrifice? Sacrifice comes from the Greek word thusia. Thusia. T-H-U-S-I-A. And I, I want to believe that that is where you get the English word enthusiasm from. I really want to believe that. Thusia. Now, thusia means to slay or to kill. To sacrifice means to kill or to slay. So it literally means that which is offered and slain on the altar. So when we are talking about sacrifice, we are talking about something that is killed and offered on the altar to God. So you cannot talk about sacrifice without killing. Now, you might be thinking, as if we're going to kill people. No. 
What it means is that you cannot talk about sacrifice without talking about a life being offered. The ultimate sacrificial benchmark is to offer a life. When you are sacrificing, it is your whole life that is on the altar. It is not something. So you cannot talk that I am sacrificing when your life is not involved. Come on, come on. Are you, now, are you here with me? Sacrifice means my life is involved. I am giving my life. Until you give your life, you have not sacrificed. That is why sacrifice means to kill. If you are not killing, you have not offered sacrificial offering. So therefore, a sacrifice is a decision of a believer to willingly consecrate or surrender one's whole life unto God. Write this particular one down. Sacrifice therefore means a decision by a believer to willingly consecrate or surrender his whole life unto God. Praise the Lord. Sacrifice. This life that I have. The moment I said I am sacrificing to for the Lord. It means that this life, okay, is no longer my life again. I have poured my whole life to God. He cannot use me the way he wants. He can work in me the way he wants. He can demand of me to do whatever he wants me to do it. And I have no right to say I won't do it. Because I have willingly offered myself my whole life. And that is why I told you that when we read Ephesians chapter 5, he said that the death of Jesus on the cross, he offered himself as a sacrifice, a sweet smelling sacrifice. That's why there are some people when they do certain things for the Lord, it doesn't reach heaven. It doesn't, it doesn't get to God. It is not sweet smelling. Some people give their offerings and the smell, and it smells bad. It's not sweet smelling. We are going to go into some examples. Don't worry. But when you sacrifice, you realize that from the crown of your hair to the sole of your feet, everything is inside. You don't, you don't stand here today and tomorrow you are standing here when you are sacrificed. If I am standing here and I am standing here with a sacrificial attitude, everything about me is inside. Jesus went to the cross as a sacrificial offering. He was killed on the cross because you cannot sacrifice when your life is not involved. And that is not sacrifice. Your life, everything about you is involved. Everything. Say everything. Your whole life. Say my whole life. Raise your hands like this and say my whole life, God. Whole life. Whole life. That is why there are some people they are not serious. Many believers are not serious. Because your whole life. They say, I've given my life to Jesus. Yet the life you are living, it doesn't show you are giving your life to Jesus. 
Because if you have given your life to Jesus, you realize that there's nothing about your life or there's nothing about you that you would do that is against the will and glory of God. I've given everything about me to him. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter number 5. I read from verse number 12. 2 Corinthians chapter number 5. I read from verse number 12. For we do not commend ourselves again to you, but to give you opportunity to boast on our behalf. That you may have an answer for those who boast in appearance and not in heart. There are some people they boast in appearance, but they don't. They don't have. It. They don't do it from their heart. These are the fake people. Verse thirteen. For if we are beside ourselves, it is for God. Or if we are of sound mind, it is for you. For the love of Christ compels us, because we judge thus that if one died for all. Then all die. And he died for all. That those who live should no longer live for themselves. But for him who died for them. And rose again. Did you see that? Because. To die simply means. You have sacrificed yourself. He said now listen. Jesus died for us. As long as Jesus died for us. And that his death is a sacrifice. Unto God. That means that you and I too we have died. Because he did it for us. Then if he had died, which represents sacrifice, then you and I, we don't have the reason to live our lives for ourselves. Now, when we are living our lives, we live for the one we have sacrificed ourselves. In other words, we live unto God. Because Jesus died unto God. He died, you understand, on our behalf, unto God. He sacrificed himself unto God. So if he did it unto God, and he did it on our behalf, to wait to the extension that we do we have died then it means that we now live our lives unto god and not to ourselves so we cannot get up in the morning and say today i don't feel like going to church when god is demanding for us to gather in his name you don't get up and say today i don't feel like praying no when today god is expecting you to pray because now the life that you are living is sacrificial it's not your own life if it is your own life you can decide to wake up anytime you want and you can decide to do anything that you want but now the life that you are living is sacrificial and if it is sacrificial you don't do the things that you want to do because it is your own self no but you wake up in the morning and say this life is not my life it is your life father let your will be done in the name of jesus this is how to live a sacrificial life you don't get up and say oh me i don't, I don't have anything to wear to go to church today so me i don't go to church you lay your life on the table Say God, place a demand on me, and your will shall be done. We are no longer living our lives. We are not doing our own things. We are not just saying what we feel like saying. Jesus said, "The things that I do is what my Father is doing. The things that I say is what I hear Him say." What are you saying? Ask your neighbor. What are you saying? And what are you doing? If the things that you are doing is not a manifestation of sacrifice, watch out. You are living your own life. Jesus died for us so that we don't do our own thing. Are you here with me, sir? You are living a life 
that glorifies him. Your whole life. That is so don't say, oh, I have sacrificed. Wait. It's your, your life involved in what you are doing. If that is it, amen. It is sacrifice. Praise the Lord. So what does it mean to offer? When you come to church and we say, offering time, blessing time, offering, offering. What do we mean by an offering? What do we mean by to offer? Amen. Now, offering comes from the Greek word. Because you remember, when you read Ephesians 5, it says Jesus, he offered. Let me tell you, before you even write what you want to write, listen. Any sacrifice that is not offered is nullified. And you're going to understand what I just said, what I said. Any sacrifice that is not offered is nullified. So you cannot just get up and say, I am giving a sacrifice. No. You have to understand that a sacrifice is an offering. You must offer it. So what does offering mean? It comes from the Greek word doron. D-O-R-O-N. Doron. It means that which is given or granted or bestowed on as a gift. That which is given or granted or bestowed on as a gift. In other words, when you are talking about offering, it simply means a willing giving. An offering is a willing giving. In other words, when you are talking about an offering, nobody forces you to sacrifice. A sacrifice cannot be done by compulsion. A sacrifice cannot be done by force. No. A sacrifice must be done from a willing heart. A sacrifice must be done with a cheerful heart. A sacrifice must be done with a willing heart. You must be willing. You must be ready. You must not be forced to sacrifice. Because your life is involved. So if you are not ready to offer your life, then it's no more a sacrifice. If you are not willing to give your life, and you are not willing to put your life on the line, then it is no longer a sacrifice. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews, that Jesus, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the shape. He went to the cross with joy. He didn't go to the cross like complaining. Ah, Ah, I won't do it. I won't do it. No. He went to the cross with joy in his heart. That is why it was a sacrifice. Because it was a willing sacrifice. An offering that was offered willingly. So when you are talking about offering. Offering is a willing giving. A willing. What I am willing to give. But when it comes to a sacrifice. You must be willing to give. Your entire life. My whole life. Is before God. I have nothing to hide. I can give up to my life. And I'm not worried. If Jesus gave his life. For me. I must to give my life. Give it to him. Willingly. That is why nobody should force you to come to church. 
If you are not willing to come to church, I am for you to come. If you know what you are doing, you will not force you. If you know what you are doing, you will not come to church later. I will not force you to come to church. There are some people you have to force them, force them. No, no. When you see, when you are being coerced to do things for God, there's no blessing. Forget it. No, 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 no. Tell your neighbor, there's no blessing. Tell your neighbor, there's no blessing when you are forced to do something for God. There's no blessing. Uh, there's no blessing. Blessing accompanies a willing heart. Write it down. The blessing accompanies a willing heart. When your heart is blessed, it's because your heart is willing to sacrifice everything about you. Not those believers who live their life today, they are cold tomorrow, they are hot. No, a willing heart is an attractiveness to God. It is a sweet smelling sacrifice when your heart is willing to offer. Are you here with me? Everything that you do for God, you must be willing. If you are not willing, there's no blessing. The Bible says do everything without complaining. It means that if you are doing something, don't be complaining. Complaining and grudging and, and all of those, it means that you are being coerced to do it. But a sacrificial heart never complains. All that the sacrificial heart says that, Father, let your will be done. It is not about me. But let your will be done. As long as it is your will, let it be done. It's not so that I will complain. But Father, let your will be done. Because a willing heart, a willing heart is always ready to do the will of God. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. I said, I speak over your life. That from today, you shall exhibit a willing heart, a sacrificial life, a healing heart in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. A willing heart. Say a willing heart. That is what an offering means. Romans 12. Romans 12. Romans chapter number 12. I read from verse 1. It's a very popular verse. Now let's read it. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the message of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Say my body belongs to God. So say it when I say my body. My body belongs to God. He said present it as a living sacrifice. So when you come to church, don't come to church frowning, feeling sleepy. Uh-uh. It is not a willing sacrifice. It's not a sacrifice. You come to church willing. Ah! Coming to church full of joy. Someone is coming to church. Oh, she's modeling, walking like she has nowhere to go. Someone too is coming to church running. There's a difference between those two. Even though the two of them will be in church, one has presented his body as a sacrifice, a living thing. And another person, ah, 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 it's never a sweet smelling aroma. Because that person is coming to church with an attitude. Another person is coming to church with a heart of joy. He doesn't want to be late. Running to church. That's what we mean by sacrifice. It's my sacrifice. All people who just show up, oh, let me just go to church so that I can be counted. No way. Sacrifice. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. When we are talking about a service, service is made up of sacrifice. Sacrifice. A sacrifice. This is a morning service. Sacrifice. Yeah, we start church very early, I know. 7 a.m. But I'll wake up at 3. I'll wake up at 4. And I'll make sure I'll be there by 6.30. 
Sacrifice. That is sacrifice. You don't sleep and wake up 6.45. And you know you are staying far. And then by the time you get to church, a person has finished teaching. That is not sacrifice. Yes, you, have, you may have arrived in church, but you didn't come with a sacrificial heart. And when you come to church with a sacrificial heart, you wake up at 3, knowing that you stay afar. By 4.30, you have set off. Yes, when you got to church, even church was not ready, but you have arrived early. And when God looks at your heart, God says, wow, this is a sweet smelling aroma because my daughter has showed up in church early enough. Therefore, angels go and release to her whatever she's looking for. Some of you, you pray. You like praying and making noise without any sacrifice. That is why you pray and shout and make noise and nothing happens. Nothing happens because you don't, you don't pray out of a sacrificial heart. You are not sacrificing. God wants you to sacrifice. Amen. Now let's make progress. So, why must we sacrifice? Why must we sacrifice? Why must you sacrifice? Very, very important. Number one, we sacrifice because God sacrificed his life for us. Let's, say, let's go back to um, 2 Corinthians again. God sacrificed his life for us. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18. Okay, let's, let's take from verse 17 so that you get the picture right. 2 Corinthians 5 from verse 17. Was, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus and has given us a ministry of reconciliation. Verse 19. Can we all read it together? I want to go. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself and not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Where was God? Where was God? Where was God? Where was God? In Christ. In Christ. In Christ. God was in Christ. The life of Jesus was the life of God. So God literally sacrificed his own life on the cross for you. That's why I told you that there is no sacrifice when your life is not involved. Give everything about you. You must first sacrifice your life before any other sacrifice is accepted. You have not given your life. No other sacrifice is accepted. Are you here with me, somebody? You can give one trillion dollars if you have not first given your life as a sacrifice. That one trillion dollars is not sacrifice. Say my life, or put your hand. Say my life is a sacrificial offering. It's a sacrificial offering. You must willingly give your life. So when you come to church, you are let, you are ready. You don't come to church and then you are sitting down and you're like, yo, you feel like sleeping, you feel like dozing. No, you are let because you are here to receive. Because now your life is on the line. Anything that you miss, you have, you see, you have damaged something about your own life because you have put your life on the table. You have brought you have you brought your life as an offering to church. So if you don't pay attention and you don't follow the teaching and you don't you don't get attentive to God's word and you miss something, what happens is that you have injured your life. I pray that from today, every time you come to church, hey, you are having a rapt attention. 
every time you come to church you will never miss any word in the mighty name of jesus shout a good amen somebody god sacrifice for me number two we sacrifice because jesus sacrificed so the first one is that god was in christ sacrifices the second one was that jesus also sacrificed himself it wasn't enough are you writing now it wasn't enough that god's life was in jesus and that god sacrificed himself in jesus jesus also availed himself for sacrifice amen matthew chapter 20. matthew chapter 20. I read verse number 28. 27 and 28. And whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slaves. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus came not to serve, not to be served, but to serve. And he gave his life as a ransom to many. Do you know what ransom means? It means sacrifice. A sacrifice. So Jesus did not come, you understand, to be saved. But he came to offer his life as a ransom. He came to give it as a sacrifice. May you give your life as a sacrifice to God. I say from today, may your life be given to God as a sacrifice. Offer your life. I'm born again and I receive this and I give him my life. Ah, you give him your life. What you are doing will show if you have given your life to Jesus or you have not given your life. We are going for evangelism. They say, Ah, me, I'm busy, I'm going to work. I'll never be a sacrifice. God places his demand on you, that's where you are. You don't go chasing money when God is chasing souls. You don't go chasing for other things when God is after souls and saving people's lives. If God says, go and preach the gospel, that's where you are. The day you say, Father, I give you my life. Yes. So someone said, ah, if you are a sinner, you don't have any life. If you only have to receive the life. Oh, listen. Death is a nature. Death is not an event. You didn't hear what I just said. I said, death is a nature. It's not an event. That is why when you read first Corinthians chapter 15, God says the last thing that shall be destroyed is death. The last thing that shall be annihilated is death. It's a nature. Ah, for example, the Bible says that God told Adam, the day you eat of the fruit, what's going to happen to you? You shall all, you shall all. When Adam ate of the fruit, did he just fall down and die? Did he read in the Bible that he just, after he ate the food, there are food poison, that. That's what happened. He didn't just die. At the moment he ate the food, and this will be the future. Now, the process of death. Sickness and disease are in they are what manifestation of the nature of death. So death is a nature. If it is a nature, it is a type of life. But that type of life there's nothing beauty. The life of God is full of glory, beauty. I get it. When you're having a life of God, you are full of health. You are full of prosperity. You are full of you know joy. You are full of peace. That is the life of God. And then when you are having the life of the enemy, that nature of the devil, that life—it's a type of life. Always you are sick. You have a medical folder in your house. Every day you are you, know, you are struggling. You are poor. Nothing is moving on in your life. Everything you are crying. 
hand. You are expressing and living out that life of what? Death. So the moment the nature of death entered Adam, God said from today, you will sweat before you will eat. But before he sinned, he was not told he was going to sweat. God bless him. And said, you should what? Be fruitful. Increase and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. Are you getting what I'm saying? So where the life of God is there, what's going to happen now? There's increment, there's fruitfulness, there's beauty. And then when, where the, the life of the enemy too is present, sickness and disease, you know? And then, see, the, what happens to people when they die? You, you say they die, they have fallen down and they are not, their life is not there. But that is the like, the, how, do, how will I even put it? That is when, like, death has now completely taken hold of someone. I don't know what I'm saying. You see, like, if someone is sick, the situation becomes emergency situation. Okay? If the person didn't even realize that he was sick or she was sick, and they didn't have some treatment and all of that, and then the sickness is there, is there. And then one day, one day, the sickness just knocks the person down, and the person can't do anything again. And so the person is crashed. And then we, we call it as an emergency situation. Meaning that the situation has gotten to a height that it is so critical. When someone falls down and dies, that is the critical stage of the life of death. Proud to that person falling down and ceasing to breathe, the person may be experiencing sickness and disease, which are all manifestation of the life of death, the nature of death. So now, when someone falls down, and then death takes hold of the person completely. It becomes an emergency situation. Critical condition. Now, when the person now dies and you go and bury the person, what happens to the person? Doesn't the person rot? And that should tell you that the nature of death is that the critical state is when you become so bad or rotten. So an unbeliever has a life to give to God. You understand? So you give that ugly life. Okay, that life of poverty has it. Bible says in Proverbs 10 22, he said, It's the blessing of the Lord that makes rich. It is, if I let me put the amplified, he said, No hard working can add anything to it. No hard work can add anything to the riches that comes from the blessing. So, there are some people that say, oh, Let me work hard. I'm here to my dignity. Let me work hard. Uh-huh. Working hard does not make any part of God rich. So, see, if I, one of the signs that you are blessed is when you work and you don't feel good. It's that you are blessed. When people complain, I am tired. He say, you are not working. I don't want to say you are working. But you are working. Ignorance is the reason you are working. God said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. In other words, he never. This guy was beaten up by rod with rod. He woke up. He was on the field of evangelism preaching. He said, yeah, that day I come here with him. I can't. He beat him with rod. He woke up. The Bible says he blasted, took his, his uh, ammunition. He went to the next town preaching. Ah! Now we thought you were dead. Ah, sir, I can't just die. I'm not done with my mission. That's what the Bible says in Romans chapter 8. It says, if the spirit that raised Christ from the dead, if that spirit dwells in you, that spirit will vitalize your mortal body. In other words, that spirit will give life to your bodies. Amen. 
save your unsaved life. God gave you his righteous life, a life of health, a life of prosperity. What is he now? This life that I've given you, in the same way I gave to Jesus to come to the world and to sacrifice it on the cross for the rest of the world. If you have this life also, this life is a sacrificial one. It is not a selfish life. Are you here with me? You cannot, be, you cannot say I'm born again and you will not sacrifice your life because the life of Christ is sacrificial. He God offered his life willingly through Jesus. Why? Why? Some you say, me, hey, me, I can't do it. Oh, oh me, I'm sorry. I can't go and preach. Oh, me, I can't go and talk to someone about Jesus. Oh, me, I can't. The life that you're having, ask your neighbor, is, is, is it your own life? If you say, I say, look to a neighbor and say, ask your neighbor, is your life that you're having, is it your own life? That is why when you come to church, you cannot sleep. Because it's not your own life you're having. That's why when you come to church and it's time to give, you must give. Because it's not your own life. This life that we are having is sacrificial. I want you to understand. You cannot sit at home and say, me, I don't come to church. Even if you are having church 365 days in the year, you must show up. But the life you are taking is not your life. Is the message going down? Say sacrifice. Say the life I have is sacrifice. Three, the third reason we must, we must sacrifice. Is that God desires that we sacrifice for one another because his life is sacrificial. God wants you to sacrifice for one another. We are living in a generation. People don't want to sacrifice again. But if you are born again, the life you have, you can sacrifice. Amen. John 15. John chapter 15. John 15. Can we all read verse number 13 together? John 15. Let's read verse number 13 together. Are you there? John 15. Verse number 13. One to go. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friend. Sacrifice. You don't have a greater love if you cannot lay down your life for your friend. One. Sacrifice. Oh, me dear, me dream, oh, me dream, if you me dream, if you ask him, me dream, if you ask him. Who do you ask him? You sit down and say you do. Sacrifice is when you lay down your life for one another. Say, lay down your life for one another. Lay down your life. If your brother, your sister is going through pain, you must be there. I'm here to support you. Lay down. You don't say, oh, you know what? I'm busy. I'm busy doing something to you. When I have time, I will come and tend to you. That is not a sacrificial language. Your brother is dying. James chapter 2. He said, don't say you know God when your brother comes and say, I want something to eat. And so you go. Be well fed. God be with you. It is well with you. See how we, we like saying it in a church. Oh, it is well. The person is telling you his problem. Say it is well. Is it it is well that will feed the person? Is it it is well that will solve the problem? The person is hungry. Even if you, the person needs 100, and you cannot give the 100. If you have five, give. That is sacrifice. Sacrifice. Lay down your life. What? 
no, I don't have. The way I hate when I hear people say, yeah, I don't have. You see, there are some people they have made up their mind that if you ask them anything, they don't have. None of my imagine. You ask them anything, they don't have. One day, I was I, I found myself in debt, not because I borrowed the money for myself. Because a friend came to me and needed help. Critical situation. I didn't have the amount of money that he wanted. So what I had, I called someone and asked the person for the, the rest of the money. I said, please lend me this money. I didn't say it was even someone who needed the money. I said, it is me who needs the money. Please lend me this money for an emergency situation. The person sent it to me. I added it to what I had, I gave it to them. My friend did not bring back the money to add to what? Pay back the person. Life was My reputation was on the line. I couldn't just keep quiet. I couldn't return the money. Because after I didn't tell the person that this money, I was taking it for someone. I said, it is me. I made the word. After today, the person hasn't returned the money. I have not even asked for it. Look into your life and see if you have sacrificed. You know, there are some people, let me tell you, as long as you carry the life of God, you don't only sacrifice for your family members. You don't only sacrifice for people you know. Sacrifice is a lifestyle in the kingdom. And sacrifice for everybody. Sacrifice. God wants you to sacrifice yourself. Tell your neighbor, sacrifice your life for one another. Look into your neighbor's eyes and say, sacrifice your life for one another. You are coming to church. Hey, God, I'm ready. Are you ready? Oh, no, I just forgot. No, no, no. I'm passing by your place to pick you up. You just don't drive your car. Sometimes. One day I was going to, I was visiting a church and I didn't know the place. So, me sometimes, there are some times when I'm going to a place, if I don't know there, I don't even, if I'm not driving, I want to go with a driver that, you know, that, that day I was not driving. So I went with a friend. Whilst we were going, we, we alighted at the junction. We are asking people, oh, we are going to this church. So, oh, yeah, it is ahead of you. So, I asked, are you going there? So, sit in the car, let's go. So, for three of them, they ran and they entered the back seat. And we all got, let me tell you, whilst we were going, I observed things. And I will look into the mirror. And I will tell, people were walking from that junction to the church. And guess what? There were people who were driving to that same church. They only had maybe their child sitting in front. Or their husband sitting in front. The back seat was empty. And then they would drive past their fellow church members who were walking. And they couldn't even stand back and say, oh please, sit inside. Let me take you from the dancing to the church. And when we closed also, they were driving out. They were going to their homes. They never offered a lift. How can this be a sacrificial love? So if they cannot even offer a lift from the junction to the church, tell you who they are. And ask them something if you are in trouble. They will never mind you. Sacrifice is all about your life. Get putting your life on the line. If my life is not involved, my attitude will be, today I am hot, tomorrow I am cold. Today I am hot, tomorrow I am cold. But when your life is involved, you will not joke with it. Have you ever seen someone whose life is involved in something that jokes with it? People are joking with their faith because they have not put everything about themselves in it. Come to pray, they will not pray. Let's go for evangelism, they will not go. Every day they are living anyhow. 
sleeping around with girls. You don't know what you are playing with. You don't know what you are playing with. God has given you his life for you to be using it to play chacha in the world. Better be careful. Better be careful. Tell anybody be careful. Watch out. Watch out. Watch out. And live your life for God. The fourth reason we must sacrifice is that when you sacrifice is a sign that you are born again. Sacrificing is a sign that you are born again. Don't come and tell me you are born again when you cannot sacrifice your life and offer it to God willingly. We read 2 Corinthians 5. He said 17. If anyone be in Christ is what? It's a new creation. All things have passed away. All things of laziness has passed away. When it is time to go and fellowship, he said, Oh, I have a, a business appointment. They gave me this time. Oh, you go will next week. I will come. You are not serious. That is not sacrifice. My life is involved. If my life is involved, I can't play with it. I offer it willingly. Willingly. I wake up in the morning, early in the morning, because I want to come to church very early. Are you there? Galatians chapter 2. Galatians chapter number 2. Galatians chapter 2. We are reading verse number 20. Together. Open verse number 20. Galatians chapter 2 verse number 20. We are reading it together. Everyone open your Bible. The eyes are not yours. You better open the Bible and read along with me. Read the Bible. If you have opened it, let's read it together. One to go. Oh, are you there? I can't hear you. Galatians 2.20. One to go with a loud voice. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Glory! The life that I live, how do I now live it? Do I live it for myself? No, no, do I live it for myself? You see why you don't pick when to show up in church and when not to show up in church? Because now the life you are living is not your own. It's not yours. That today, I wake up in the morning, I don't feel like going to church. Hey! The life is not yours. I don't feel like praying. Today, I feel like gossiping. <laughs> I feel like fornicating. Hey! Tell your neighbor, this life is not yours. Come to me, sorry, being honest, I feel like fornicating. I feel like sleeping with someone. Hey! Demons are speaking. Demons are speaking. The life that I live, I no longer live my own thing. Let this verse be on your heart for the rest of your life. When it's not living like this, with this mentality, now you will not open your mouth to say anything to anyone just like that. You will not behave anyhow. Now, you know that, okay, the life I have now, I'm accountable. That is why we are going to give an account to God. Why would God ask you something he has not given you? He knows he has given you his life. 
And that is why judgment will begin in the church. Because he has given you his life. So now he will ask you, what did you do with what I gave you? Ah, he will ask you. So unbelievers, those who don't have the life of Christ, you see, for them, it's even simple. They are already condemned because they did not believe in Jesus. So their matter has been even dealt with great lake of fire. But those of us who have received the life of God, God will ask you, what did you do with the life I gave you? Did you use it to bring more people into the kingdom? Or you rather use it to disperse people away from the kingdom? Sacrifice. Say sacrifice. God wants you to sacrifice. But this life is not yours. Repeat it after me. Say this life. No, I can't hear you. Say this life. I live now. It's not mine. It's of God. This life is not mine. It's of God. Repeat it all the time. Let it sink in. Let it sink in. I don't say what I want to just say. That's why the Bible says to slow talk. Before I open my mouth to say something, am I going to reveal the life of God? Or I'm going to express my feelings? A lot of the things people talk about are expression of their feelings. The Bible says it is a fool that has an opinion. A fool. As an opinion. An opinion is not a fact. May not be even a fact. An opinion is an expression of one's feeling. When it's an expression of fact, it's not an opinion again. It's knowledge. When you are giving knowledge, you are giving a practical information and instruction. Praise the Lord. It's not an opinion. Sacrifice is key. The sacrifice is key. So, let's move to the second part so that Quickly finish this message. I need to finish this part today. It's a long series. I have so many things to talk about. So what can we sacrifice? We have known why we should sacrifice. So what are the things we can sacrifice? What are the things we can offer willingly to God? The first thing which is obvious, we have to offer our lives. Number one. Without willingly offering the life, because the life that we have is not our lives anyway. We now have the life of God. So you cannot say me, I will not do what God wants us to do. Praise the Lord. Say my life is an offering. It's a sacrificial offering. Please say it, say it, say it. My life is a sacrificial offering. Revelation chapter 12. Revelation chapter number 12. Revelation chapter number 12. I, I, I remember sharing this with you the last time. And when I said, we often quote the first part, but we don't quote everything. Revelation 12, 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. This is what a lot of believers we quote. And overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of the... But that is not the full quotation. Because by, by the time you realize, it is only a comma here. After the testimony, what do you see there? A comma. And then he went on to say, And they did not love their lives to death. In other words, these people who overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimonies, there were people who did not do so being afraid to die. <laughs> Don't talk about overcoming anointed and overcoming with the blood and the word of your testimony when your life is not on the table. Oh, I, I didn't hear a good amen. Because those who overcame, they were not afraid to die. 
Remember Stephen in the Bible, Acts chapter 7. He was not afraid to die. He was preaching. And people took up stones. And they stoned him. And then he lifted up his eyes and said, Father, forgive them. But they don't know what they are doing. And the Bible said they rushed with one accord. And they stoned him the more. And then he died. He was not afraid to die. So he testified about Jesus. Not afraid that someone may kill him. Let me tell you, said you cannot be a, someone who is full of fear and carrying the gospel around. You cannot. Just last week, in um, is it Texas the state in America, a young man of 33 years was preaching on the street. Someone shot him. So just last week, I read a story. In America, not in Saudi Arabia. America, he was preaching on the street. Someone shot him. Not afraid. Not afraid. You cannot be sacrificed when you have people. Your life is. Someone says, hey, now, we need now, for real. I didn't have made it. You are not serious. You are afraid. Your life is there. Your life is involved. I can give everything about me. It's not afraid. That's why. Oh, he said, now, done everything. My life is about to be poured out. I have preached. My life is about to be poured out. Are you ready to pour out? This is what you must sacrifice. Whether rain or sign, you are in church. That is why when you come to church, you don't behave anyhow. That's not your life. If God wants you to shout, because it's not your life, you shout. If God wants you to dance, because it's not your life, you dance. You don't say, oh me, I don't feel like shouting. Ah, you, are, you are rebelling. When we are all dancing, you are standing there, you are just moving like this. People are dancing, you are moving. Is the life yours, it's not yours. Son, put your life sacrifice it tell your neighbor sacrifice your life because the life that you have tell your neighbor because the life that you have is not yours it's the life of god that you are carrying so sacrifice look into your neighbor's eyes i didn't say look at me look into someone's eyes if you can't find someone and say neighbor sacrifice because the life that you have is not your life it's the life of god amen First John chapter three. First John chapter number three. First John chapter number three verse six. First John three sixteen. It says, "By this we know, because he laid down his life for us, and we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. We have to lay down our lives for the brethren. That is sacrifice. Praise the Lord." That is sacrifice. Ah, church, we are meeting at 3 a.m. for a prayer meeting. Yes, apostle. You don't say that at 3 a.m. Who wake up at 3 a.m. to come? Ah, you wake up at 3 a.m. Because you know now the life that you have is not your life. So you will set the alarm at 1.30, 2 a.m. You are in church. We are meeting at 3. That is what it means by sacrifice. My life is no longer my life. I don't live anyhow. I please to live i live to please god i have placed my life for him because the life that i carry he gave it to me in the first place are you here with me he gave to me in the first place some of you you can watch television from morning to evening watch television it's nothing pricking you to just get up and go and take your bible and study it and have some time with the lord if it is your life watch the tv how many hours you want but the life is not yours again so you cannot be watching I've been telling you, this Afcon that is going on, I have 
My wife is sitting down there. I said, if I have told her I'm going to watch um, Blasters against what I don't have time. I don't have time for that. I hear people shouting, go, 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 go. I don't go and say, I let me see who scored. I don't have time. I don't have time. It is not my life to go and sit down. The Holy Spirit did not tell me to go and sit down. Go and sit down and watch Afcon. Or watch this and watch that. Have a sacrificial life. It is before God. He tells me what to do. So Romans 8, 14, as many that are led by the Spirit of God, these are the children of God. Because God can tell you what to do. And he knows that because you have his life. We know that the sweet bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. He knows that because we have his life, when he tells us to do something, we will do it. I pray that from today, I pray over your life that from today, you will begin to live a sacrificial life. I say, I pray that you shall begin to live a sacrificial life. Something will move in your spirit from today. There are some people, it doesn't matter how powerful the message is, they sit down and they look at you. What does he say? They don't know what they are doing. Nothing moves them. Nothing prays them. They live their life. So they don't even live church today and go and live anyhow they want to live. Amen. This is love. That you lay down your life for one another. First Peter 2.5 First Peter 2.5 First Peter 2.5 says You also as living stones are being built up a spiritual house a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Your life is being built up to what? Offer spiritual sacrifices. That is why as a spiritual person, you are supposed to offer spiritual sacrifices. Amen, somebody. It's a spiritual sacrifice when you show up in church every meeting day. It's a spiritual, spiritual sacrifice when you give when God wants you to give. It's a spiritual sacrifice when you are always sharing the gospel with someone. That is what you know. And you are sacrificing. Amen. Number two. The second thing you, you should sacrifice. Looking at what we can sacrifice. Number two. What you can sacrifice. Your material and immaterial possessions. Your material and immaterial. Immaterial means your time. Your, your, your emotions. Your mind is all part of your life. Material possession. Your body is material. You bring it on the altar table. Your house. Your cars. Your money. Everything that you possess materially. That you can think about. Even your children. Everything that you possess materially. Sacrifice. God can place demand on it. Are you here with me, somebody? Are you happy with your emotions today? Hear the word. There are some people, hey, they are so wicked. They never. Say, I'm going to build a house. I don't have anything to give you. I'm building a house. Will you take their house to heaven? Will you take the house? That house that you have, but will you take it? What are you talking about? Someone has come to you, the person is hungry. He says, Oh, the money that I have, I'm building. And they want you to celebrate them when they are telling those things. Tell my brother, you know, I'm building. Because I'm building, I can't help you right now. Is your building more important than another? You don't know that when you give and you sacrifice that money, 
and you give it to that your brother God will even help you to finish that building that you are struggling to build for five years that you have not finished you don't know praise the Lord your material possession your money there are some people they don't like giving you tell them give you say ah, this one me, I can't give. you can't give you sit there and sit on what can breed you your fruit we eat the fruit we don't eat the seed in the realm of sacrifice everything like a seed it's like a seed that will bear fruit amen somebody isaac sacrificed or offered uh, sorry abraham offered isaac until god provided the seed yes some of you when we want your children to do something in the church so ask for my child no 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 He's not. He's not. He's not very uh, eloquent. Amen. Mark chapter ten. It's a long passage. I'll go home and read it. Mark chapter ten. Write it down. Seventeen to thirty-one. Chapter ten. On verse number seventeen. It has to do with a rich young man who has so much possession. And then he asked the Lord Jesus, what can I do that I can follow you? And God says, go and sell everything you have. Give it up. And the Bible says in summary, the Bible says this young man was sad. But the Bible says he had so great possession. He was not ready to give his possession. There are some people. They are here. You see, you have built your first house. You are thinking, how can I give my house, my first house to God? I'm joking. You think that our house that you have built is all that you will live in for the rest of you? You are not thinking like a sacrifice. I'm giving you my house. I'm giving you my I'm giving you my money. I'm giving you my business. I'm giving you this. Who did the last time? The richest man thing up. They asked him, How did you become a billionaire? He said, Every time when I make money, I make sure I take up my Thanksgiving offering. What is what people call tithe? I take, I even give more, he gives more than 10%. I take it out and I give it. That's why I'm rich. Some of you, there are some people when you are giving your thanksgiving of you say, it's scary so. You are behaving like Ananias and Sapphira. You remember what happened to them? Ananias and Sapphira give us. There are some people, when they come, you see, because they don't prepare their offering in the house, they come to church, they now look into your pocket. Try and get what they want to give. I said, they take their money and say, I took my hand. Ah! I don't see this note. Ah, maybe too much. No, no, go back. Go back. And then they, they will now be looking. And then they will take five CDs. I pray that from today, your offering shall never be below 50 Ghana. You will not say a better amen. I, I transform all the five and the ten and the twenties to something bigger. Yeah. You think 100 is too big for you to give to the Lord. That should tell you the heart that you have. Because even your life is not big to give to the Lord. How much 100 is it? It's your own life that God wants you to give to Him. How much 100 is it? Or 1,000 is it? Or 2,000? Or 1 million dollars? Some of us, we are thinking of giving millions of dollars as offering. But not <laughs> this small, small, small place, people. You are here. You will see it. it you will see. I will show you. Giving this 1 million is my Sunday offering. I'm not joking. We are working towards it. Because we have sold our lives to God. Make use of it. 
every, every way possible. Life is for him. Amen. Amen. Hebrews 13. Hebrews 13. Hebrews 13. Verse 16. Hebrews 13. Verse 16. I do not forget to do good and to share. But with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. Please learn to share. Tell your neighbor, share, share, share. People don't like sharing. They don't like sharing. Please. The life that you have, no sacrificial. I want you to share. Share your money. Share your Share your heart. Let people know that you are carrying the life. Are you here with me? Look, look nine Look nine. Let's wrap it up. Look nine Look nine. I read from verse number seven. It says, "Now it happened as they journeyed on the road, and someone said to him, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go.'" Jesus said to him, "Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head." Then he said to another, "Follow me." And he said, Lord, let me first go and bury and buy my father, bury my father, sorry. Jesus said to me, let the dead bury their own dead. And you go and preach the kingdom of God. And another said, Lord, I will follow you. And let me first go and bid them farewell who are at my house. And the Lord said to him, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. You can sacrifice your time. That is why, yes, you have, a, you have time to meet your business partners. Who shall meet it? At the same time, God is meeting you in church. Sacrifice that time. Hey, are you here with me? Sacrifice that time. Willingly, not by force. You tell your business partner, you know what? I have church meetings, so important I cannot miss it. So please, either you do a Zoom meeting and record it and send it to me, or we will reschedule it. Let this life you have from God be your number one priority. Don't say, oh, money is involved. So church can wait. It's an abomination. It's an abomination to think that money is involved. So church can wait. No way. Ah, my life. Oh, life is It's not my own. You have to oh, pray, Dodo. You, you want money, money, money. The, the, the money comes and what will you get? Oh, pray, say. Come to church and encounter the blessing. It's the blessing that makes you rich. If you understand this revelation. Your attitude towards the things of God will change. Because every time you find yourself in the things of God, you will encounter the blessing. The more you are blessed, the more you are rich. It's not the more you work that you get rich. If the blessing is not on your work. Verse 90, you will sweat. You will sweat. Sweat. And God gave me this revelation when I see people really, really struggling. I realize that they are operating in ignorance. Because when you come under the blessing, there's no struggling. Amen. Are you here with me, somebody? Number three, the third thing we can sacrifice our praise. We bring sacrifice of praise into the heart of the Lord. We bring sacrifice of praise into the heart of the Lord. 
and we offer all to thee the sacrifices of thanksgiving and we offer all to thee the sacrifices of praise amen our praise is hebrews the same hebrews let's go back to hebrews 13 hebrews 13 Hebrews 13. Amen. Can we read verse number 14 and 15? It says, For here we have no con- continuing city, but we seek the one to come. Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks unto him. See, there are some people they boast, they praise people, they praise people. Now, God wants you to offer your praises to Him. Is God above all else? He's the creator of the whole world, the creator of the mighty oceans and the seas. Praise Him. Tell him, praise God. Praise God. Praise Him. Say His say nice things about Him, so that He can bless you more. Revelation chapter five. Revelation chapter 5. Revelation chapter number 5. I read verse number 9. Revelation chapter 5, verse number 9. And it says, And they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood, out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation, and have made us kings and priests to our God. And we shall reign on earth. This is a praise. So if we are singing praises in church, these are some of the things we should be praising God for. And so it is praise and worship. And you see people dancing asoko, dance, asoko. Right now, a lot of the songs people say they are praises. They carry no praise. Always accusing people in their song. Always, always seen this kind of so-called gospel music they sing in Ghana here. Ah. That cannot be praises. We are singing praises when we say glorious things about God. So our songs of praise must be full of adoration unto God. I get what I'm saying. Words that will go on and beautify and glorify God. Amen. So the last thing that I'll talk about today, what else can we sacrifice? Our thanksgiving. When we sacrificing praises, we are glorifying God. When we sacrifice our thanksgiving, now we are bringing to the altar to thank him for what he has done for us. That's why this church, we don't play with thanksgiving reports. Psalm 50 verse 23. Psalm number 50 verse 23. Psalm 50 verse number 50 verse number says whoever offers praise glorifies me and to him who orders his conduct aright i will show the salvation of god amen so if you offer it you will show it jonah let's go jonah jonah chapter 2 look at what jonah said look at what jonah said but I will sacrifice to you with a voice of thanksgiving. 
I will pay what I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. Amen, somebody. Salvation is of the Lord. 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 You don't behave the way you want to behave. When God has done so much. That is why I encourage every one of you. Don't take God's sacrifices. What has God done for you that you are keeping his thanksgiving? Ten lepers were healed by Jesus. Only one came to thank him. Only one came to thank him. From today, it doesn't matter. It might be very small. Some of you, you used to be having headaches. Now the headaches is no more. You are sitting down there. You can come and stand here and thank God. Some of you didn't have anything to eat. Now God has given you some small job. You are doing it. You come and stand here to thank God. Everything you are here sitting here. You must thank God. Thank God for everything. It's a sacrifice. Offer it willingly. Thank God. He said, I will offer my thanksgiving. Thank God. If you are here, if you have not said your thanksgiving, as soon as we finish today's service, make sure you write it down and bring it. And God will next week will give you the opportunity. Come and stand here and share it. Every one of you, you must make it a habit to always offer thanksgiving. People are selling like you. They are not buying their stuff. You, you go. God makes you, your stuff to be bought. And people are chasing contracts. They are not getting it. You, by the grace of God, you get contracts. They are not thanking God. You think it is your right. You think it's your right. You think it's your right. It's not your right. It's God who is blessing you and glorifying you. Thank Him. You always have to thank Him. God has given you a job. Thank Him. Sitting in church, thank Him. Thank Him every day. Tell your neighbor, thank Him every day. Tell your neighbor, thank the Lord every day. Thank the Lord every day. And don't live your life anyhow. This is a sacrificial life. So I've said important things with you. We don't live our lives the way we live. You don't come to church the time you want to come to church. You don't say what you want to say. You don't behave the way you want to behave. The life that we have is not it is the life of God that is flowing now. Put your hands together for the Lord. Thank you for being a part of today's message. This program was brought to you by the friends and partners of the Spirit Life people. For further information, kindly visit us at www.thespiritlifepeople.com or subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channels or find us on all major social media platforms. Stay blessed and always remember that in Christ Jesus, we are free.